Off the ball. GAA. Typically, I think people who aren't paying attention, right, see the Croaks results or see them winning or see them continue and go, oh, the Man City of club football. It's just not true. Like, they scrape through often a lot of these games. I understand that you're <laughs> you're trying to yarra away I'm not. the biggest club in Ireland, they, not they, being favourites who are like... They to blitz teams. That's okay. what I'm saying. There oh, tends to be... Oh, like, Ashling oh. made the point, right? There was four points in it, really, yeah. at the end of that game yesterday. The goal oh. was kind of a thing that happened, but four points in it. It's not... Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Club Championship Show on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB, proud sponsor of the Football, Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Now you're very welcome along to this week's edition of the Club Championship Show here on Off The Ball. It is brought to you by AIB. They are the main sponsors of the All-Ireland Club Hurling Football and Camogie Championships. It is very clear the path to the All-Irelands now at this stage. We've got the semi-final lineup complete for the new year in the football. Glenn, back-to-back Ulster champions. What a mouth-watering game we have in store against three in a row Leinster champions, Kilmacud. It's a repeat of last year's All-Ireland final after Glenn held on against Scotstown. Big second-half performance from the Derry champions champions at the weekend in the Ulster final. We'll be hearing from their manager Malachy O'Rourke and what it means to be going back to play against Kilmacud again a little bit later on in the show. We know on the other side of the bracket, St Bridges from Roscommon who beat Cara Finn last weekend well they were keeping their eyes on the Munster final at the weekend and in wet and windy and difficult conditions in Limerick it took the full game then extra time, a very kind of nip and tuck extra time. It took the full run of the penalties and sudden death in the penalties for Castlehaven from West Cork to overcome Dingle of Kerry. Castlehaven champions, mainly thanks to Damien Cahalan, who went into goals for the penalty shootout, also scored his own penalty and then tore his hamstring during the celebrations too. We will be talking about his heroics and his background in scoring goals as a goalkeeper a little bit later on as well. But our focus to start is on the All-Ireland Club Camogie final which is on this coming Sunday at Croke Park it's a 5.15 start Sarsfield's three in a row champions is what they want to be at the end of the game the current Galway champions going in as back-to-back winners of the competition up against a first-time finalist first time ever in winning Leinster this year Dixborough of Kilkenny delighted to say that Quiva Dowling is with us now Quiva, how's game week treating you so far? Um, good I suppose I'm up in Dublin at the moment so kind of away from all the excitement at home. I work up in Dublin, so I suppose it's nice to go back like at the weekend, see a bit of bunting up and around and the kind of excitement around the club as well. Um, so it's going well, trying to keep things nice and calm, even though it's kind of a new situation that we're in. Yeah, look, I suppose it feels new. At the same time, for the last five years, you've been into Kilkenny finals and sometimes teams just kind of ride that crest of a wave when they go on a run. And like, what a difficult task to get to this All-Ireland final, to have to beat St. Vincent's in Leinster, to have to beat a Loch Eel team who were in the All-Ireland final last year in the semi-final. So I suppose you're probably riding the wave of that momentum since the Kilkenny final here. Yeah, it's good. And so as we're trying to take just each match as it comes, you're looking at the kind of once one game is over, kind of looking on to the next one and seeing the opposition that you're playing against. But it's nice to kind of keep those wins ongoing and it does build that bit of a me- momentum and atmosphere within the group that we're playing with as well. So hopefully it'll keep going. Take us back to last month then, up against St Vincent's defending Leinster champions, a real kind of nip and tuck game. Um, what seems to be a little bit of a story, which is since you've come out of Kilkenny, a big second half performance in that Leinster final. Yeah, I suppose um, some mentioned earlier did we know the amount of matches that we were behind by at half time and then kind of came out on top. And I think it's kind of 
been like that since like her county semi final um as well. But um no, a big second half, I suppose what we've kind of learned as we've matured as a team is that there's always time left, like the only time that um the final score is important is at the end of the game. So whether you're behind or not is to just kind of keep on playing. Um, I know when we were in Loretto, our manager always would have said that no matter you play like you're a point down, um, that's how you go on. So it is nice to know that we have it in us that if we go behind, we've been in that situation before and you're able to come back out on top. I guess it speaks probably to two things. Team spirit, to be able to come back when you know, you're a few points down in the game, but also with the way that you're finishing matches at the moment, that probably speaks to your fitness as a group as well. Um, yeah, I suppose look, we've been lucky to have a few girls in with the county team as well in the setup, and when they come back to training, it definitely adds another element to it. Um, and the girls that aren't are working behind the scenes as well, like with our old club with Bird, the management keep us going um, and going into this part of the year as well. It's hard when the ground is getting heavier and stuff, so you're making sure you're kind of getting that recovery in, and you are at 100%. Like it's getting into winter as well, those coughs and colds are all starting to kind of building too so you're just trying to keep as healthy as you can at this time of year and hoping that you're getting the recovery right like after the matches are intense and especially on the ground as well and the weather so just trying to make sure that you know that you're at the best that you can be when it comes to match day yeah look it's a very quick run of games isn't it like when you finish out your county championship because the camogie finishes within the calendar year and in early December realistically you're out every couple of weeks over a very quick succession so you don't have a huge amount of time between games here to uh, get back to another peak performance again yeah I suppose I think it's been a match every two weeks um, since nearly our Kilkenny championship started really which is nice you're kind of keeping that same routine I'm saying you're getting your match on a Saturday or Sunday, you're getting your recovery in and you're getting another good few training sessions in before your next match. Um, and it's been that way. So it's nice to be able to kind of stick to that routine. I don't imagine having to wait until after Christmas to go and play in an All-Ireland final, whether it kind of be keeping fit or kind of the whole mental aspect of it as well, of knowing it's in the back of your head. So I personally don't mind maybe having it kind of run out through uh, this calendar year. Do you draw on some of your own experiences because you've played in big games yourself before between an All-Ireland Intermediate final, between playing in an Ashburn and does that help with getting ready for a big week like this because like for the club this is the biggest moment ever for the club so far? Yeah, I suppose I've been lucky like we've had the first with the Ashburn as well like that was an unbelievable experience and so that was something kind of different that you're coming into you're looking at being like the first people to do it for DCU um, and we're kind of looking at that with the Burr as well but still just taking kind of each match as it comes. Like we've had a few, even the Leinster final, we were there before against Owlart and you're kind of looking at how you approach maybe things differently from the whole kind of occasion side of it as well and being able to put that to the back of your mind and just kind of focus on what needs to be done. Um, but yeah, I suppose kind of getting that experience in Crow Park may might be as much as some of the other girls have had on the team as well. But from there and when I was there, I wasn't starting, so I suppose as a sub, you're kind of maybe able to soak it up that bit more because you're not as nervous, you know, you're kind of not starting there straight away. So you're able to kind of soak it up and experience it. And now it's nice to be able to say that we're going back and getting to start and getting to play with the girls that you've grown up with as well. Oh, look, it's a magic occasion for the club. You are coming up against a team who've been so successful, though. This Arsfields team going for three in a row, really since 2016. They've missed one All-Ireland final. That's the run they've been on and going for a fourth crown as well. But I believe you played each other earlier in the year. 
and it was Dixborough who came out on top. Now, I don't know how much you read into that, but at least you got a chance to play them already. Yeah, I don't think we'll be reading too much into that now. It was fairly early on once kind of the county girls have come back, I suppose, trying to get a few challenge matches in before league started. And it was a great one to get. But I know from both teams, I'd say there's girls missing on the day and you're very early in the year. So I don't think they'd be too much uh, reading into that done by our management anyway. But um, yeah, like they're so used to this experience. And I was saying it's mad to think that last year, like you're at home watching them on the telly playing and now like we're getting to play up against them. So they're used to the experience. So I suppose you're trying to put kind of the occasion, like I said, at the back of your head and just kind of take the match as it comes really. I like when you see the performance they put in, again, it's a, it's a story of second halves in many ways, but the two goals and the point that they scored and the rearguard performance against Sarsfields of Cork last time out, and not too dissimilar to the big second half display that you guys put in against Loch Eel. It's very clear like you can't afford this Sarsfields team to get any kind of run on you because they can be very, very good in front of goal and very decisive with how they put chances away and also can be very difficult to break down. Yeah, I suppose like, haven't had those big games under our belts as well. Like we've come up against good forwards. Like, you know, we've had Ashley Meyer, Roshi Mackey, Trina Dobbin. Like our backs have been put up to the test, I think. And each game they're getting better and they know like the role that you have to do. Um, so as each player is given a job, I know on the day anything can happen and the responsibility falls on us ourselves. It's not management anymore. I suppose once you cross that line, it's up to us to kind of keep the show on the road really and hoping that we just get that good start um, I know the girls like Siobhan is well able to use the space that's in the big pitch in Crow Park so you're just trying to keep everything as level as you can and hope that once hopefully the backs get on top that you're able to kind of spring that into our forwards as well no easy task done but kind of just have to do what's in front of you and take it as it comes Mm, that's not to play down the scoring that you guys have been doing so far this season and like Aoife Prendergast obviously going to be totally key you talk about experience and All-Ireland winning captain and she's just been so consistent on the freeze and I think when it comes to this time of year particularly where every free probably has to be punished you already mentioned the, the difficult conditions the heavy ground it must be great to have a free taker who is so consistent in the way that she puts the ball over the bar for you yeah, Eve's amazing. And like the work she puts in as well just kind of shows like she's always out at the ball wall doing something or practicing as well. Like she's a real role model to people that want to know that like hard work pays off. Um, she kind of sums that up really. Um, especially this time you're like every score is vital. Um, so it's nice to know that if there is a free that you have 100% trust in the person that it's going to go over the bar. Um, but yeah, kind of... I'm gonna, the winter kind of hurling that every score is really important because you don't know like most wins whether it's been our games or other ones there's only been two or three maybe points in it at the end so it really does show that each score counts Has the belief always been there Quiva that Dixborough could get to this stage and get to an All-Ireland final because as I mentioned you've been right up there in Kilkenny for the last five seasons Leinster's very difficult when you take Owler to an All-Ireland champion, St Vincent's, who've been very strong Leinster champions, to try and overcome them, even if you come out of the county. Has that belief always been there in Dixborough that there's potentially an All-Ireland in this group? Um, I suppose, like, when we would have came on to maybe being at the age to be on the senior team, um, you're just kind of looking at the age we were then and the age you are now compared to maybe that four or five years ago. And the amount of girls we've lost hasn't been that much. So the group of girls that are there were just that bit older. I know you have the new people maybe coming in or the younger girls like 
Rachel Downer, like we're considered the oldies now at training and we're only 23. <laughs> we're the old people that are on it. Like, um, so yeah, I suppose we've all kind of matured and we know like we've seen each other at our best. So we know kind of how good we can be when we all put in the work like. You're in awful trouble if the year after winning in Ashburn you're considered an oldie on your own club team. No. <laughs> That's the thing, like the Andy Younger is coming to you are so good. Um, but yeah, like looking at the girls that are involved, like it is a very young group and it would have been that group, let's say that were in maybe the first county final um, if that was four or five years ago. We've only lost two or three players maybe since then. So the core group of girls that are there are still the same, but they're just, we're that bit much older and have like Eva have that more experience of playing in Pro Park and girls being part of senior inter-county panels or intermediate panels, college teams, like all those things kind of stand to you when it comes to occasions like this. Mm. And like from chatting to a few people who were in Ashburn the last day, they were remarking on the physicality that you brought as a team coming into the game. I guess that comes with maturity a little bit as well, that, you know, as you get a little bit older, you're probably getting a little bit more physical as a team too. Yeah, like we're not maybe as young or small as you used to be. Um, I know the girls in county like conditioning is probably a way more important aspect of the game now than it would have been a few years ago. Um, so you're just hoping everybody's that kind of bit stronger and a bit bigger that you have a bit more of a physical presence as a team um, compared to maybe what we would have had a few years ago. Um, and I'm hoping that kind of comes into it. But say you, like, you look at some people on the team that are small and they'll be the person you don't want to get into the tackle with, like that kind of way. So you can kind of never really judge until you're playing someone, what they're kind of like. So so as in training, we kind of realised that as well, like whether it was with secondary school or with Borough, like when you're playing training matches, the whistle is never really blown for anything. So you're kind of getting used to bringing that physicality into it. Would a lot of you have played with the school in Loretto along the way up as well? Yeah, there's a lot on the team. I know um, Avo Gorman and Kira Feeling and me Feeling would have went to presentation. But besides that, it would have been Loretto and... She has an amazing kind of history there as well. Um, with Loretto, kind of secondary school, Camogie too. Um, no Brendan Williams, so there was no whistle, I think, there at all. Um, but yeah, like you look at the girls that came out from there. Um, it was just really good experience having those big occasions, like your All-Ireland finals and stuff like that. Wix school as well um, is really nice to look back on. Like same group of girls, kind of majority of the Burr team kind of would have been with Loretto. It can't have hurt either to have played as much camogie as a group together coming up along either. I mean, that kind of creates whatever about the winning and whatever about the big games, just that familiarity with playing beside each other as well. Yeah, like we look at this year, I suppose, looking back on last year and trying to switch things up, like the same groups, like same group of girls is there, but you see people in different positions trying out new things. So you're not kind of like, I suppose that's up to management as well to make those calls, but girls aren't just stuck in the one position and maybe trying to make things work that maybe aren't or like the best for the team. So even though the girls there, they're always trying to switch up. And so it's in the modern modern game, you're kind of supposed to be able to play anywhere. So kind of taking on that motto and you know, being able to switch things up and be around. And with the girls you're with as well, you kind of know what they like kind of going from Kiroshea. I know going from full back into midfield now, she goes, but I realise what kind of balls like the forwards want to be getting. So it's different when you change kind of where you're playing on the pitch the different aspects of your game that change as well and develop you've pretty much preempted my next question which is <laughs> what's different about this year compared to say previous years where you've been kind of close to making this breakthrough but maybe not got into the back end of the all-ireland series what has been the difference this season um i suppose just the commitment of the group 
like it's always been there but this year just with the girls that are coming up it's so competitive like if you're not there you're giving up your opportunity to be able to play and I suppose maybe that might have been something that was missing a few years ago um, when we were probably up to the age to be coming on they were waiting for numbers to come up now the numbers are there and the talent is there so we the oldies are trying to hold on to our positions we'd say um, for the young girls that are coming through and I know in another few years it's going to be even more competitive but so it's just that commitment of the group, even for the girls that aren't involved with the county, like the commitment that girls are given to the borough while the county girls are away is amazing as well. Like they're putting in that effort so that when the county girls come back, you're kind of up to the same standard and up to the same scratch that they are and kind of just making that training, those trainings a bit better. Look, I'm sure there's probably going to be a huge crowd of people on their way up on both the trains and on the cars to get up to Crow Park for 5.15 or a bit earlier on Sunday for this final. You're probably lucky that you're insulated a little bit to be away, working, concentrated, maybe away from home and not having those conversations around the place. But I'm sure there must be a great buzz building up back home ahead of this weekend. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, Mam's involved as well um, with the Burke Committee and all this stuff kind of they're organising behind the scenes. Um, I know they don't probably say it to us too much. They don't want us um, focusing on it. But it is nice to see, like, whether it's, like, bunting up or a message that, like, it is kind of being recognised. And I suppose Sarsfields are used to it and they kind of have that tradition in their club already. And I suppose we want to get started. But ours, that the younger girls involved with the club, whether it be under sixes, under eights, or up to the girls that are under 16 or minor that are waiting to come on to the junior, the senior team, that that's the kind of goals that we set for ourselves and the targets that that's kind of where we want to be we don't want to be just kind of competitive at Kilkenny you want to be competitive um, with Leinster and in Ireland as well and Sarsfields have that like they've been competitive for so long they're kind of trying to get that tradition going as well like other clubs have well, look, the very best of luck getting ready for this weekend. My congrats again on turning Kilkenny into a first Leinster this year. And uh, the very best of luck at Crow Park on Sunday. Thanks a million. Quiva Dowling there of Dixborough looking forward to what's going to be their first ever All-Ireland Club Camogie final on this Sunday. Far more familiar for Sarsfields of Galway. They are the back-to-back champions hoping to become champions for three years in a row. It's been a remarkable run that they've been on. Laura Ward, the Sarsfields captain, is with us now and Laura, you've played in what's going to be your seventh All-Ireland final. I'd imagine, though, it doesn't get any less special year after year. No, absolutely not. And I suppose when we started out a few years ago, we never thought that we'd be still here knocking on the door and stuff. And it's absolutely amazing. Like, And I suppose it's still every All-Ireland is as special as the last one. Yeah, and like this journey around particularly, especially you could go into new ground by winning three in a row here. But I think back to the amount of camogie that you've played as a club, especially since February of 2022 with that uh, championship that was pushed back by a little bit. You've had to condense a lot of camogie into a short period of time here. Yeah, and I suppose we probably wouldn't have changed a bit of it really like because we loved every minute, minute of it and enjoyed every bit of it. And I suppose back then, that time coming out of COVID and everything, it was unbelievable to get the games played and everything. So I suppose we were also looking forward to getting matches played and getting back there on the pitch. The hunger must not go away then because you don't get to this many All-Ireland finals in such a short period of time without an incredibly hungry group. Yeah, and I suppose all you have to do if you're lacking any bit of hunger, all you have to do is think about that day sitting out in Co Park after being bet in an All-Ireland final, in our second All-Ireland final, third, you know, like third All-Ireland final getting bet. All you have to do is think about those days 
of sitting out there and think, what feeling would you rather? That feeling of winning or that feeling of losing? And it'll, you know, like it, that's the hunger stays there because of those defeats, I suppose. And in some ways, they, I know it comes a bit of a cliche that you have to kind of lose one to win one or the experience of that. You're talking that you already are looking back to kind of 16, 17, that territory where you come up short in All-Ireland Finals. Is that still a motivator now at this stage? Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose like, I remember people saying to me when we lost those All-Irelands, like you have to lose one to win one. And I remember thinking in my head, if I hear that one more time, but like the fact that we are here now, I suppose, and we did get over that line eventually, it is. You do have to lose one to win one and you have to gain that experience, I suppose, to win one. Now, teams have been lucky. They've gone up to Pro Park and won on the first day. And like, look at Shot Neil, like they just took off straight away. Joe, they didn't have as much defeats before they started winning. But like, I suppose those losses definitely stood to us. And the loss in 2018 in Galway definitely stood to us. We lost to County Final that year. And I suppose that was a horrible feeling that day, sitting in Duggan Park after getting bet. And thinking back to that, I suppose that drove us on. And that just makes you aware of how dangerous Dixborough are this weekend because the experience is so new to most of the players. I know some of their Kilkenny players would have played in All-Ireland Finals either in Intermediate or in Senior over the last few years. But as a club, they're coming into this on the back of winning a Kilkenny title, winning their first Leinster and going to an All-Ireland. And in a way, that, that kind of fear of failure is not there for them. This is a new experience. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said it with like, because that fear of failure isn't there for them at all. And they're coming in after beating like in a win, a great win in a Leinster final against a team that we just about got over, a great win in, all, in an All-Iron semi-final and a team that we just bet by two or three points. Joe, you know, like they're coming in on such a high after winning. Like Kilkenny, Camogie is impossible to get out of. Joe, so they're championship. And like Kilkenny, them players have played at such a high standard with Kilkenny as it is. So I suppose like they're coming in the next day on a high as well. And like them games will definitely stand to them coming into the match. Cuiva Downing said to us a few minutes ago, you can't read anything into the fact that you played a challenge game earlier this year. Dixborough came out by a few points. She was saying the county players were just back in. But is it nice for both teams to have had a chance to play against each other? Because sometimes you won't touch off the teams in the other provinces before an All-Ireland series. Yeah, I suppose like it was nice that we kind of, I suppose, got to see what both teams were about and everything. And that game was played in the middle of summer, race week for us, I suppose. And like, and um, it was, they were outstanding. Like they blew us out of the water that day when we played them. And I suppose we didn't expect it going into that game that day. Um, and like, again, that will stand to them the next day, thinking that they have that win over us and everything. And it's brilliant for them because like they were brilliant on the day. Their six forwards were fantastic and everything. Um, and I suppose Quiva's right. You can't read too much into challenge matches either that like when you get to competitive games, it's, it's different gravy, I suppose. Now, tell us about your injury situation because I was listening to you on Galway Bay after the game against Sarsfields of Cork and you were saying you took a bit of a knock in the first half but you played on. Are you okay for this weekend? Yeah, I am. I'm okay for, I'm okay for this weekend. I was actually just saying in a previous one that um, I was living in the Lockray Lake. I don't know if you know it or anything but mm. it's absolutely Baltic cold for the last week so it is. So I've been in there a good bit for the last few days and I suppose a bit of magic spray and everything got me over the line and I'll be fine for the next day. Tell you, that saves a few quid on ice going straight yeah. to the lake. Um, I know a few people who would go down um, to the shop and buy literally a bag of ice and throw it in the bath in that situation. You decide to go for a more natural method then. More natural. And whether it's in my head or not, I don't know. It's hard to know when you go into them things, but I've done now and it, uh, it has improved me. So I'm not going to think too much about it. Yeah, it's a tricky thing to happen though, isn't it? Whether it be illness at the moment or an injury, it's the last thing you want to happen just a few weeks out because of the short run really between the All-Ireland semi-final and the final. Any kind of knock and you could be in trouble for a final here. Yeah, and I suppose it's just that time of year, isn't it? Don't like you're saying about illness and everything, just colds and flus and everything. It's that time of year and it's very important, I suppose, that we're all minding ourselves as well. 
and with knocks and everything, it is. It's a bit done like we've had years where we've picked up bad knocks in All-Ireland semi-finals and county finals and have gone the rest of the year without players. And it is. It is a disaster to teams when that happens. How do you find actually bridging the gap between Galway and an All-Ireland semi-final? Because your experience is different to the other counties here where particularly Munster was lengthy for the teams. You know, like when I'm thinking about Sarsfield's playing the last day where they had a run of games before they played against you. How do you find kind of that little bit of a break period between Galway and actually playing an All-Ireland semi-final? Um, well, I do find, I think it's tough coming out from a county final and having a six-week gap and then playing a competitive game like to such a high standard and no matter how many 15 sides or challenge matches you play, it's never going to reach that level. And like, I suppose Munster was a tough one because they had a big, long run of matches. That was definitely tough on the legs and whatnot. But with like, we'll say Linster, like they've had such competitive games coming into it. It's brilliant. Like, and games of such a high standard. Like there was nothing between those teams and all those matches. They were brilliant matches. And I suppose we were trying to bring up standards and levels in 15 sides, but you're never going to reach that level of playing in a Leinster final or a Munster final. Tell us about the second half, the last day in Cork, because 2-3 to a goal, very impressive, both in terms of taking your own chances, but also restricting their chances in the second half. Um, yeah, I suppose in the second half, um, like the first half, we were a little bit disappointed in ourselves, I suppose, going in, and we knew we had a lot more in us going out in the second half, and to be fair to Siobhan, she lifted us with that goal straight away, Joe, in the second half. And Joe, she's unbelievable for that. She's brilliant. Um, but then they hit us right back with a goal again. And I suppose it showed probably a small bit of our experience that we could um, react to that goal again and respond with another goal. Um, I suppose it probably came down to a small little bit of experience in the second half. I think when I look at this, you're not going to be able to give away too many frees this weekend because I was looking at Aoife Prendergast's numbers and I think it's seven frees, six frees, seven frees over her last three games. So she's pretty much sticking over every free that's given against. So, you know, this weekend, if you give away any kind of frees in scoring area, she's going to pop them over. Yeah, and she'll absolutely punish us as well. Like her free taking is, it's massive. Like she's a brilliant free taker and her range is pretty good as well. Um, so I suppose like you said it there we're going to have to be careful on our freeze and if we are I suppose stupid on our freeze as well they are going to punish us on the day hmm. I mean I suppose to get a difficult semi-final has to help with sharpening up doesn't it because you would have wanted that type of battle I would think to have you kind of battle hardened ahead of the final yeah and like referring back to again Joe like not having games going into that that semi-final definitely upped it to another level to prepare us for the All-Ireland final I suppose and like getting in to that competitiveness and like them tackles, those rooks and everything. Do you know, like it it does prepare you for a tough All-Ireland final and same for Dixborough. They had a tough semi-final as well and prepared them for an All-Ireland final. And like we know the next day it's going to come down to the wire and it's going to be an absolute battle out there to get over the line. How does this week shape up for you then? Because um, from chatting to Quiva, she said she was very happy that she's teaching Dublin at the moment. So in a way, she gets to stay away from the hype for the week because all the bunting is going up, everyone's getting ready to go. And for those Dixborough fans, it's a first All-Ireland final. I know it's a little bit more familiar for Sarsfields at the moment, but how does the week shape up now for yourself and for the club? Well, I suppose similar to Quiva, like um, I'm teaching myself, so a lot of us are. So I suppose when you go into school, don't, you're just a teacher in there. So like, you're not really preparing for, you are preparing for an all-iron final when you leave it, but in school, same kids, like you're just your, their teacher, you know? So you're kind of getting away from it that way. And I suppose like, it's brilliant seeing all the flags and everything up in the parish and seeing everything backwards. But like, you do block that out a small bit as well 
to bring yourself back down that this is just another game. I know it's up in Crow Park and everything, but you try and bring yourself back down to a level of you have to go out there and play like it's your first round of championship in Galway. You know, you're doing the same thing for that game as you are going in to play the next game. Does it make any difference that's at 5.15? I know it's a slightly late throw-in because everyone needs to uh, spread the games across the TV across the weekend and everything else. But um, the idea of getting ready for a game in Crow Park that late in the evening on a winter's evening, does that kind of change your preparation in any way? Um, well, I think last year, or All-Ireland was at 6.30, was it, or 6.15? Mm, it was late and, well, yeah. Yeah, or county final this year was a late one as well. Um, so that way, you know, like we're, I suppose it's the same thing as any other day preparing for a match and I suppose the management have it well lined out for us but it's not really an ideal time for families and everything travelling up don't like trying to get up to the match and stuff it's probably a little bit unfair that way to try and bring a crowd up behind you and everything so you want them young kids to come up to the match but it's a bit late for them as well to be travelling up to Dublin on a Sunday evening and whatnot but look at we put block all that side of it out and our main priority I suppose is preparing for the match and getting ready yeah, look, it's all about that performance. And I'm sure kind of Hopper has you in that position as well. Like, does it help to have a group that have known each other for so long and to have a management that have been around for so long as well? Like, not every club is blessed with having a core group who've been together for as many big days as you guys have ahead of this final. Yeah, like, it definitely does. And we've played together all the way up along. And as I was saying previously, like, you do it for the player beside you because you're, you've are you grown up with them. And, like, it definitely helps that we're such a tight, knit like, community and a bunch of players and like credit to the management for not leaving us and everything and staying with us for the last few years I suppose with a bit of success it is nice for them to stay and everything but it's tough for them going out every year with us and don't like train us every year I'm sure there's days there where they look at us and we're giving back giving out to them and they're saying my god how are we sticking with these bunch of women but look at credit to them like they've stayed with us and I suppose having them stay with us has kept all of us together as well and Laura for you as captain does that take on any extra significance as well this year um, I suppose for my family and everything, it's like a very proud moment for mom and dad, I suppose, and my siblings and everything. But to me, I'm not even thinking about it. Um, Joe, you know, like it's just, I suppose we're there for the last couple of years that everyone on the team is nearly a captain at this stage. So there's not just one leader. So it takes a little bit of pressure off me that it's not up to me really to be, Joe, you know, like we're all leaders on the pitch. So it's not like a young team coming through that it's up to that one player to push on. Um, so like it is it's a nice little extra touch I suppose but on the day it won't really I suppose mean much either if we don't get over the line No and I think that's very true as well because I remember a few years ago chatting to you about this and you were saying like the McGraths are kind of the focus for everyone outside and you were a young player but you were in Galway and you've been in the intermediate Galway team and at the same time you kind of felt like you wanted to be a leader within the group anyway so in a way without it wanting to sound like a cliche you're going to have players there who probably lead in different ways to whoever it is that walks out first in the parade at the weekend yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm just the person that's walking out first. It means nothing to any of us. Like, um, and I, all the girls around you from like Kate to my left and Rachel to my right, like they're all leaders. And like, there's young girls there on our team that have stepped up and lead just as much as the older girls on the team, I suppose. And with that small bit of experience, um, I suppose you kind of don't, we're all leaders really on the pitch. And tell us then finally about the challenge that Dixburg are going to bring at the weekend, because this is a team who are coming in on the crest of a wave having converted their Kilkenny into a Leinster and now converted that into beating as you said already a very good Lock Eel team in a semi-final in Ashburn last time out what did Dixborough bring to the party on Sunday evening? Um, well I suppose personally like watching back in all those tough games that they've had and like you know Kilkenny players Kilkenny teams are they're outstanding like they're brilliant I feel like they're going to bring like such a work rate I suppose to the day, to the game the next day and like 
looking at them, they never have that, I suppose, that it's over. It's not over until the last minute for them. Don't like they've came out on top in the last 10, 15 minutes of a lot of them games. And as you were saying there, like they've bet an, an outstanding lock yield game. So anyone that's coming in from an all Ireland semi-final after beating a team of that standard and of, of that level, don't like they're no pushover. Do you know, like they're going to be a team that are going to bring everything and throw everything at us the next day. I would think neither team is going to fade in the second half anyway, because even looking back at the two semis, both of you won your second halves reasonably convincingly and at different points, so maybe you're in a little bit of trouble, but pull that performance out of the hat. So I get the feeling this is a final that's going to go right down to the wire on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And I do feel like it will go right down to the wire as well. And just saying that like both teams, I suppose, did have their best performances in the second half or whatnot. So I suppose from a spectator or a neutral point of view, it'll probably be a great game of camogie to watch. Well, Laura, it's great to catch up with you again here on the Club Championship Show and the best of luck getting ready for Crow Park on Sunday evening. Thanks a million, Will. Thank you. So there you go, both camps, Dixborough and Sarsfields getting ready for the All-Ireland Camogie final, which is on this Sunday evening. Uh, it is a busy weekend for Camogie and for ladies football, All-Ireland finals. On Saturday, you've got the All-Ireland ladies club final, Kilcarran Clonburn of Galway, also the defending champions up against Ballymacarbury of Waterford uh, back in the decider. That's Crow Park at five o'clock. You've got the intermediate final on Saturday as well, where Ballymore will be up against Glenmire. That is Leitrim against Cork in that decider at 3pm. You've got the June Junior Camogie final on Saturday at League of Roscommon up against Grainmore of Armagh. That's in Kinnegad at 1pm. An hour later at 2pm, the Junior B decider is on Cross McGlen Rangers of Armagh up against St Munnas of Westmead. Then on Sunday afternoon, the final that we've been talking about for the last few minutes, it's the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Club final, Sarsfields of Galway, back-to-back champions up against first-time finalist Dixborough of Kilkenny. That's the 5.15 start. And before that, Nafina of Mead, who've been on the dual run this year, up against Clonmar. Morris of Kerry, the junior champions from a couple of years ago, All-Ireland Club, Intermediate Final, Croke Park, 3pm. And you've also got the ladies' junior final that day, where Claire Morris of Mayo will be up against O'Donovan Rossa of Cork. That's at Parnell Park at 2pm. The football, we had the last of the two provincial finals on the weekend just gone by. Plenty of drama across both games as well. Glenn, back-to-back champions from Derry against Scottstown of Monaghan. 13 points to 11 at the Athletics ground. A big second half from the Derry champions. They made good use of that wind advantage in the second half, winning it by 8 points to 4. Big performances across the team, particularly Connor Glass again. Their midfield looks so impressive. Unum Mulholland was man the match during the game and Kieran Mafal putting over a vital point at the end, which was just that insurance score to get them out by a couple of points. Attention already now turning to a repeat of last year's All-Ireland Football Final where Glen will go up against Kilmacook Croaks in the semi-finals in the new year. And the Glen boss, Maliki O'Rourke, spoke to our reporter Jonathan Higgins after the game at the weekend. i got to ask you in the semi-finalists, the game everybody talked about last year, whether they were sports fans or not. I have to say, on a personal note, I thought you handled it so gracefully on the time straight away. It would have been very easy to have sour notes, etc, etc. But now, you, I suppose, you get the opportunity on the football pitch to, to try and... I suppose do wrong or get your way or get into an All Ireland final ultimately. Yeah, and and the thing about it was it was it was never a case we we, we held up our hands and you know, we said that on the day Kilmacud were the better team that they deserved a victory. It was more just a manner that it ended that we weren't happy with you know and I'm sure anybody can understand that. But no, as, as soon as it was over and it, we parked it and and, and we, we focused on on what was ahead and that's that's what we've done. It is it's uh, I, I wouldn't say ironic but it's it's it, it's it's funny that the two of us have 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 ended up. 
playing each other in the next match. But look at it, it's, it's very simple. It's, it, we have to improve our performance. Kilmacud are a great team. You know, we, we need the, to get a better level of performance than we did today. If we do that, then we're in with a shout. If we don't, well, then Kilmacud will win again. So it's, 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 very, it's very straightforward for us. You know, we're, we're, we're not sentimental or anything about it. We, we're just very clear eyed and, and know that uh, we'll have to have a big performance. I think a couple of lads were asking for another day off to maybe enjoy the celebrations. It's going to be special. Ah, uh, they only they only say that they don't they don't like celebrating too much. No, no, so no, there's no doubt here, and there's no point in winning these things if you can't celebrate them. So no, there's no doubt there'll there'll be a bit of crack tonight and for the next couple of days, you know. And, and the, the beauty is that obviously is that the, the next match isn't until after Christmas, so we might even give them an extra night off, and then we'll we'll get back down to work. Enjoy, and it's a semi-final that I cannot wait for. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's one really to look forward to. Glenn against Kilmacook Crokes in the new year. We also know the other side in the semi-finals will now be Castlehaven of Cork up against St. Bridget's of Roscommon. This game went all the way in Limerick on Saturday afternoon. Castlehaven winning on sudden death penalties 4-3 in the end, the fourth time that they've been Munster champions. Brian Hurley top scoring for Castlehaven with seven points of their 13 across normal time and extra time, while Paul and Conor Ganey got four points apiece for the Kerry side Dangan. The hero on the day though it wasn't about the scoring it was about all the dramatics during the penalty shootout and the West Corkmen have got Damien Callan to thank. Our GA correspondent Tommy Rooney takes you through what was an incredible performance by him in the penalty shootout. Goes the penalties and Damien Callan steals the show. He moves between centre back and full back during the game. He goes and goals for the penalty shootout and he saves the penalty. He's the match winner. So first image here right he scores the first penalty a boomer, a rocket down the middle. Then, obviously, in the GA, if if there's sudden death, the same takers take it again. He scores again, another rocket down the middle. He saves the penalty to actually send the game to sudden death with the game on the line. Um, full length save, sensational stuff. He cramps up on both legs then when he celebrates and what was one of the greatest GA celebrations I've seen. And then he recovers moments later to get a king's chair to hide the glory. An epic few minutes from. Um, and just to give you an idea about why Damien Cahalan went into nets, here's John Egan talking to Nathan about Cahalan playing in goals for Greenwood of the Cork School Boys League and how he scored a goal as a goalie in a National Cup under 16 final against Salt Hill Devon of Galway. In a final then and actually beating Salt Hill, our goalkeeper Damien Cahalan plays uh, hurling for Cork now. He actually scored with a long punt upfield. Uh, kicked, the the kicked the wall into the pitch, yeah. Wow. Um, and it bounced and the, I think it just took their keeper by surprise skidded bounced over the keeper he got a hand to it and on we go again Conor Murray is up and okay good ball inside good ball over the keeper yes 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 oh um, and it went in so Damien our hero Damo the keeper Best goal ever. My Sam come off his line and, uh, you know, had a punt off it. And, uh, look, ended up getting a goal and complete fluke. What a goal by the keeper! Keeper! What a goal! Hey! Do you often see that? He's the spit off the Dazny. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, there, and, like, you know, uh, there's a great moment that I think uh, Catherine would have produced that with Nathan and 
really, really good piece, part of our Carsberg series. I think it's the same series that we won the... the yeah, yeah, the yeah it was. I Pride. actually did a lot of those interviews. So Nathan interviewed yes, John and then I went down and interviewed his mom and Damien and all his like friends from when he was uh, growing up. And it was so funny Pretty. chatting to Cahillan about that goal because like you heard him speak about it there, but he was so... Like it took us two or three times of reminding him about it. He was like, did, did I score that goal? Are you sure it was me? And then eventually it kind of came back to him. But... uh a very humble guy, I have to say. Really, really nice. Was more keen to talk about John than anything that he'd achieved in his own career. I mean, Salt Hill yeah, well, had a nightmare there. To ah, fair. look at you. <laughs> I, think so, man. I, think, I think that's fair. First thought I had to. I saw him off his line. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a great moment in that piece as well where, where Cahillan, you know, says, ah, you know, it was a fluke or whatever and, you know, I, I just gave it a boot. And then his coach comes in and says, Mm. Did Damien mention that he gave away a penalty 30 seconds before that? And, uh, you know, they conceded the goal. So, look, a really good piece. Um, sorry. So, let's just get back to, to Castlehaven. Final one. Just to finish, a brilliant photo. It was actually in the Larry Tompkins autobiography, I believe. It's of Damien Cahillan with Larry Tompkins and his father, Niall Cahillan, back in Fermoy in 1997 when he was five years old. Both hands on the Monster Cup. The last time Castlehaven won it. And then last night, they recreated it in the dressing rooms in the Gaelic Grounds. So, Long time waiting for Castlehaven. Um, fair play to them. Damien Catalan there. Plenty of soccer background. Made perfect sense putting him between the sticks and Castlehaven into the All-Ireland semi-finals as the Munster champions. Coming up this weekend then, we've got the two hurling semi-finals across Saturday and Sunday. First of all, we've got the All-Ireland Club Senior Hurling Championship semi between Ballygunner of Waterford. Three in a row Munster champions, hoping to become All-Ireland champions for the second time in three years. That's at Port Leash at 7.30pm up against St. Thomas's of Galway, who won't want to be making back-to-back exits at the semi-final stage of the All-Ireland Championship. The team who've knocked out Balahale Shamrocks, the reigning champions, were Lachlan Gales, winners of the Kilkenny Championship, beating Nafina a couple of weeks ago uh, dramatically with Mark Bergen's late score to become Leinster champions. They go up against Cushendall of Antrim, who survived against Portaferry in the semi-final. Neil McManus uh, banging in that free to send it to extra time. They flourished then with a win against Slough Neil in the Ulster final. So we've got a Lachlan Gales up against Cushendall. Park Talton in Navin will be the venue for that 1.30pm on Sunday for that one. Both those games on TG Carr across the weekend. All that to look forward to. We will be looking back on both of those hurling games and reviewing the Camogie final on next week's show. The Club Championship show here on Off The Ball is with thanks to AIB. They are the proud sponsors of the All-Ireland Club Hurling, Football and Camogie Championships. The Club Championship Show on Off The Ball in partnership with AIB, proud sponsor of the Football, Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest.